KBTC, a viewer-supported community service of Bates Technical College. From KBTC Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now podcast. Each week, we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Lason. It has been a long time coming, but Seattle home prices may decline by anywhere from 5 to 10% in 2023. Does that make homes more affordable? Not really. Prices are still high and higher interest rates means the median monthly payment in King County is now $4,300, up $1,200 in just a year. Our annual discussion about Western Washington's housing market is next on Northwest Now. I do this program every year because let's face it, a home is very possibly the largest purchase most people will ever make and traditionally one of the keys to building wealth. But entry point matters and while some of the most recent buyers are seeing the value of their homes dip below the amount of their mortgages, as was the case back during the Great Recession, with only about two months of supply, prices aren't down by much, especially in Seattle, which is made even more difficult since rents continue to rise. It all adds up to a bit of a standoff between buyers and sellers, where people who own homes don't want to leave their low-rate mortgages behind, and where people who want to buy them are being faced with higher mortgage payments even on homes whose values might be dipping a bit. This is the future of Washington real estate. This is again one of those dwellings that is multiple dwellings on what used to be maybe just one lot. Townhomes, cottage homes, condos, and duplexes in neighborhoods where only single-family homes were allowed. But who can afford these, really? Right. It's a good question. (laughs) Until then, buyers are at the mercy of market forces. Fewer homes mean higher prices, and now soaring interest rates have become a deal breaker. Real estate agent Mike Ferrari. It's still a seller's market because of the inventory. So there you have the big rates that are taking some people just out of it. And then you have the shortage of homes. And then somewhere in the middle is where you have today's buyer. By December of last year, Windermere Real Estate estimates the number of homes sold in King County dropped by 43%, in Snohomish County, 39%, and in Pierce County, the fall reached 50%. Everything did really well in spring of 2022. But by June, with inflation running hot, the interest rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage exploded before topping out at 7.3% in October. Real estate agent sold via Real. So the biggest kind of output for home buyers from all the macroeconomic turmoil that's happening in the world right now is that interest rates are dramatically higher than they were. And, you know, a lot of folks who might have been relying on money from the stock market don't have as much cash. High interest rates are forcing wealthy buyers to avoid loans altogether, instead paying cash. Trouble is that prices out just about all other buyers. In fact, from Seattle to Bellevue and Olympia, as much as 20 to 60% of the new homeowners are paying cash. Today, a 30-year fixed comes in at just under 6%, double what it was in 2021. But the fundamental piece is that Washington is ranked 50th out of 50 for the number of housing units we have versus the number that we need. The struggle is real. A state report a couple weeks ago found that we need to build 1.1 million new homes in the next 10 years, and that about 50% of those have to be affordable to people making below median income. One estimate suggests 20% have been priced out of the home buying market. FHA loans are back in vogue. Mm -hmm. 
Um, well, what, what, is that, what does that mean? What is that doing? The Federal Housing Administration is offering loans with as little as 3.5% down. There are a lot of strings attached, but Agent Mike Ferreri says it's an option. Yeah, it's people that are just trying to get to the table and buy a home. For, for a smaller down payment, you have to jump through more hoops. Right, exactly. But that's an option. That's an option. Yeah, I'm working with a couple right now that's going through that same thing. Home prices are dropping, but not by much. As one agent put it, date the interest rate, marry the home, and jump at the chance to refinance. John Lobertini, Northwest Now. Joining us now are Mark Meath, the president of the Puget Sound Mortgage Lenders Association, Sharon O'Mahony, the president of Seattle King County Realtors, and Mike Stewart, the president of the Tacoma Pierce County Association of Realtors. Welcome all of you to Northwest Now. Great to have our annual conversation about the real estate market. It's really been interesting over the course of the past 12 years since I've been doing this program. I mean, we had downs, we've had big ups, and now I really don't know how to characterize this one, Mark. There's a real question mark out there, and I put you at the end in this show because I this year we're starting with interest rates. Right. And man, have we seen a change. So my generic question to each of you as we get started here, what are you seeing right now with rates going up? What's, what's your experience? Um, what can you tell buyers and sellers about, about what's going on out there? That the belief is towards the end of this year, probably the beginning of 2024, there is rate relief coming. The, the Fed actions, their intent was probably a little bit late. And then, of course, they have probably gone a little too hard, too strong. Um, but with wages hopefully slowing down a little bit, That'll help curb inflation, and then the Fed can then start easing the, the short-term rates, and then mortgage rates will, will follow suit. So we should probably in the, you know, the end of third quarter, fourth quarter, begin to get the positive news in the beginning of fourth quarter, or first quarter of 24. So I'm going to do a follow-up with you now, and the realtors are a safe distance from you. They can't <laughs> get you with their forks. <laughs> yes. So should we wait for lower rates? No. No. Okay. Because... Right now, there's, and I think the realtor friends of ours right here will attest to, you know, there's great opportunities out there. There's great buying opportunities. You just, you just have to be looking for them and understand, you know, the value of the home and the community. Um, but I'll, I'll let them answer more to that. Right. Sharon, I always tease realtors because I, I, I know the answer to the question. The answer is always, well, now's a great time to buy. <laughs> so it's one of the favorite things I like to do to kind of prod realtors a little bit. But with that said, um, you know, listing and permits down. What are you seeing in King County? What's your experience? Give us the lay, in the, uh, the lay of the land for buyers and sellers in King. Well, right now, um, title orders are way down, about 25% down from last year. Um, partly that's because most, uh, if you refied in the last 10 years, you know, you've got a 2 to 3% interest rate, so you're not really compelled to sell. So the people who are selling are people who are relocating, you know, they have a death in the family or something like that, or people who are, now we've got some uh, layoffs happening, so that should be interesting to see what happens, because the inventory is very low right now. But like Mark said, it's always, there is an opportunity because what I am seeing another shift in is people who couldn't afford to, say, live in a certain neighborhood now see an opportunity where the prices have come down just a smidge where they can make a move. So they're doing HELOC loans to get into that new house and then selling. We have very low inventory. So um, under 700000 in Seattle, King County, we're you know, seeing multiple offers again because there just isn't the inventory. And that over 1.3, it's a little bit longer time for so, selling. Tough one for you. If I forced you to, would you characterize it then as a buyer or a seller's market? Um, it's still technically a seller's market. 
Okay, we still have, uh, the inventory is less than um, about a month. Yeah. So it's really still a seller's market, but you are seeing a lot of concessions from sellers. So a lot of closing costs are being paid, a lot of mm. repairs being made. So, you know, in the last 10 years, you didn't get that from a seller. Right now, buyers do, if they can get into contract with a seller, they are getting a lot of things um, compensated. Like you might get a new roof, you might get a new electrical panel, might get um, closing costs paid for you. So there are some benefits to that. It's just, it's still sort of a tight market in King County. Mike, same basic question to you, a county below. You know, it's interesting the thing about Pierce County, and this could be the fact that I've, I've lived here a long time that may be informing this. And tell me if this is st still true. Pierce always lagged coming up, but was fast going down, um, unlike, unlike King. Is that still true? And, and maybe as you answer that, do give me a feel for what you're seeing out there, like Sharon did for King. How are you, what are you seeing in Pierce? Yeah, we, we do still follow our big brother up in King County. We, we leg coming up and we, we follow him quick going down. So that, that is still true. Um, what we saw, you know, beginning of last year, we had such a tight market and low interest rates uh, that when the interest rates bumped up, it froze the buyers and then the sellers didn't know what to do. <clears throat> so they actually, we had more inventory come on and our inventory built up as the year went on. But what we're experiencing now is that buyers are getting used to the interest rates and, and this is the new normal. The six, six and a half, seven percent is the new normal. Which increases payments 1,500 to 2,000. I mean, it can really impede your ability, your, your carrying costs. Without a doubt. So we are seeing sales down year over year due to interest rates. However, once again, it's, it's the new norm and buyers are coming back into the market and what they're figuring is that they'll refinance mm -hmm. when rates go down. Yeah, and, and Sharon brought this up briefly and, and so Mark, question to you. Even if you wanted to sell and you were highly motivated, and like I said, I think Sharon did a good job touching on this. If you got to move because of doors, would go, okay, fine. But man, you're, you're going to really think twice about getting away from your 275 or your 325, 3.25% mortgage, even if you're ready, willing, and able to. You're going to really think twice about, about that. So that's got to be playing a major, a, a major piece in this too, I would think. Absolutely. I, I, without a doubt. Which is why, you know, Every single buyer in terms of the lending side, I mean, it's trying to get a piece of that market. It's, you know, it's the get a piece of your own area in market and then try and cultivate that buyer. So a lot of it has to do with probably helping your first time home buyers, um, finding alternative means for why they would want to buy in this market. And for them, if it's, they're a first time home buyer, they really don't know any different. It's just, do I qualify? What does it take for me to get in mm -hmm. to that first home? Sharon, some of the research is saying in King County they could see prices drop 5 or 10%, but again on that same theme, that's all well and good, entry point matters, but if your carrying costs are going up and your payment's being raised by $1,500 or $2,000 a month on average, that's going to in, in, impede, impede the buying process. Um, do, you, do you feel that that is a little overcooked in terms of actually seeing values go down in King County? Will we see that, do you think? Or do you think it's going to be more of a flattening? And I realize I'm asking you to predict the future, but sure. that's part of the fun. That's a good question. I I feel like we're seeing a little flattening on the prices. And I think sellers, I mean, this is also a, the job of the agent is to really be realistic with the seller about where what they can expect. 
because I still think you know people are looking on different sites and have a value in mind and those those numbers are from last year right they're old and so uh, the current market would say that you need to be pretty realistic and um, your price needs to be down a little bit for you to get an offer um, yeah yeah, and overpricing homes is always one of the great banes of realtors as well. You have, watching that sign linger out there and then having to put price reduced on it, I mean, there's nothing worse. That is the that is a death knell right now for sellers because yeah. um, if you're not selling in the first three weeks, you're probably not priced right in this market. And, you know, across the country, of course, that's a different scenario. But here, I mean, things usually are moving within a week if they're priced correctly and they're, you know, it's not in a terrible location if it's pretty dialed in. Mark, question for you, and I want everybody to chime in on this one well, because there's a lot going on in the legislature, a lot that we're talking about with density and zoning, lot splitting, um, getting away for statewide, I guess, from single-family home um, zoning, and, and, and which opens up a whole can of worms about the GMA and whether it worked or not. And Do you have any thoughts about the, that piece of this? How, how, is, how is all that impacting the real estate market, and does it does some reform bode well for the future? What are your thoughts on that? So there is definitely resistance to having more density, but it is needed. Like in the city of Tacoma, 70% of the, of the land is zoned for single-family residents, and there is, we're running out of land, and so it has to become more dense. So um, there's a home in Tacoma that just passed, which increased density, yeah. and the Realtor Association backed that up, and uh, we helped promote it because in order to keep housing affordable, we, we've got to do something, and we, we need more density in order for that to happen. Sharon, lot splitting is a big thing in Seattle now. Um, do you see much of that? Are people buying with that in mind or not selling and deciding to, to, to put a, a second uh, dwelling on the property what, is, what are the dynamics of that that you're seeing? Open the hood, lift the lid there a little bit for okay. us. Okay, well, um, that's a big push for us just as realtors in general. But what I'm seeing is that people are buying, a lot of builders are buying corner lots and they're building um, and condoizing the second unit. So they're building like an ADU, what would be considered an additional dwelling unit, and they're making it into a condo. So if it's a corner lot, you can have access from both angles there. There's just not a lot of, the it's, Partly the permitting process right now is pretty slow, so I think that once that eases up, there's a lot of house bills at the legislature this year, and so they're really a big push for that to go through. And there's a lot of resistance, like you said too, that there's a lot of resistance for people don't want that in their backyard. Yeah. But we really need that, and I think that if we can get some of these house bills passed, then um, we will see some easing up of the, the permitting process too and get some action on that. And I think people need it. We need it. Mike is president of the Mortgage Lenders Association. I'm sure you hear this all the time. I'm always hearing just in conversation uh, from builders and from people in the industry, it's the dang regulatory structure. It's all the, the, the GMA is, is part of that, but so it's too darn hard to build homes to, to open up a piece of ground and get it done. What, what do you hear? Do you think that's real? And give us some perspective. On the financing side, I would agree with that just in terms of watching how long it takes for permits to get through the process. So part of my job on my you know, regular job is helping for construction financing. And so we do see lags for just getting something through as well as pushback from the municipalities. Even though they're asking for density in certain areas, it still can be a challenge. So the, the construction side of stuff um, is getting held up on you know, the municipalities. And then in terms of the financing rules, 
they're still pretty strict because of uh, past history that we got through and, and wanting to make sure that it's a, you know, it's, it's a safe lend, so to speak. Is anybody seeing problems with sellers um, who have last year's prices in mind, buyers who are coming in and they reach a deal, but it's not appraising. Is that, a, is that happening at all, that, that appraisals aren't making the number, that there's a big cash call at the time of sale, or are appraisals still coming in at about where buyers and sellers are meeting? I hope I'm not being too vague there. Who would you like to answer that? Anybody who has an experience. Yeah, yeah so I, I talked to an appraiser a couple days ago, and his comment on that is that he's having to get creative because they can go back six months for their appraisals. And if you go back six months, the market was different than it is today. So he can pull comps from back then forward. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what he's trying to do is, is stay in the same market. And what I mean by that is that today's market, it's more of a, of a rising market. We're getting more competition. Uh, because there's less inventory come on. About half uh, in February, about half the inventory came on that it did last year. And so we're getting that tight market. And so he's trying to use recent sales or go back far enough to where he's pulling something that's a similar market, not the end of the year where things were really falling off. Interesting, interesting. Karen, um, Sharon, uh, your, your, your deal's appraising. Any, any hang-ups on that? Or? I haven't had any hang-ups. I do get a lot of calls from appraisers because they're looking for insight into what the concessions might have been because we don't have to, as agents, put that in our notes. So appraisers do have access to the MLS, but um, unless you put in what the concessions were, they may not know. So, for example, I um, sold a property... Um, and we gave an $85,000 concession to the buyer um, to make the deal go together. But yeah. the list price was still the same as what the list price was. So the appraiser didn't know that, but he needed to know that because that was a lot of information that he could use then to know that that should be deducted from the deal. So it'll make the, make the appraisal. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Mike, you as well, you're, you're, at the, you're waiting for that appraisal to come to you in your industry. Um, are you seeing any hang-ups, hold-ups with that? Or? On resale, not as much. On custom construction, there's been a couple instances where we were probably putting maybe too nice of items in on the, on the home. And so the value wasn't there. In, in one case, a detached shop. You just don't get the numbers. The, the swimming pool detached shop dilemma of somebody wanting that for their build. So we've seen a couple instances on custom construction where we've come up a little bit light. Um, but in the case of resale, we're, we're pretty much coming in right at value. Mark, how does that get resolved? What, what happens at closing? Well, we have great agents that help us with additional comps. And sometimes we have to lean on our agents and say, look, we've got a, an appraisal issue. I'm... I'm not an appraiser. I know how to read an appraisal report. I'm not a broker. I, I don't see everything on the front line of everything that's going on. So I have to rely upon really strong real estate brokers that know when they listed the home, you know, how and why they justified their value. And this, this may come, you know, sometimes with a, a little bit of clash from the lending side, but I'm, I'm constantly asking my listing brokers hey, if you know of comps or how you justified the value, if you want to have that available or if you want to make sure that you're there to give that information to the appraiser, fantastic because that's going to help support our cause. Provide that documentation. and Correct. Yeah. But it's not always easy because appraisers don't always make those contacts. So it's kind of one of those things where 
I can't specifically talk to directly to an appraiser. I can put notes that are given to the appraisal management company that then may pass on those notes, but I'm at the maybe. mercy. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm at the mercy <laughs> of, of does that appraiser reach out and make contact with the listing broker to make sure if there are insights to the transaction or other comps that are out there that they're fully aware. Yeah. Because there's times where even though I'm in a maybe a Pierce County uh, property type area, we may get a, a, an appraiser from Federal Way or from Auburn or from Renton because they're needing business too and that's, so they're willing to expand. That's a big one as an out of area appraiser. Yeah. Exactly. It, yep. And it's it's still relevant. Yeah. That that thought process, even though the data may be there, I personally believe that they they reaching out to our licensed professionals yeah. who have a rationale for how and why the listing or the price came to where it came to is important data for the transaction. Sharon, I'm not going to ask you to get too controversial, but I do want to ask you this question. I'm a little surprised that values have hung, on, hung in there as well as they have in Seattle when I consider the governance issues, the crime issues, some of the things we're seeing on the streets. Are you surprised by that at all? Or, am I, or do people who live down here in Pierce, am I overreacting to what's going on in Seattle? Set me straight. Um, well, I think that I think people would be surprised at how many people are still moving to our area and find our area to be the most desirable area. And I've actually, this is the first, this last year was the first year that I've had people contact me and ask me about fire maps and really talking about climate change. And a lot of those people are coming out of California. But I think that we shouldn't downplay how much people from the West, you know, other states are looking north and trying to get out of their areas for different reasons. Um, California corpse is out of the drought now, but that was a big issue, the water issue, right? They're out of the drought for this year. But I think that um, I'm not surprised because I think that Seattle's still a very desirable area for people who are moving here from other places. I think you have more people in Seattle who are disgruntled, who've maybe been here and seen the changes over the last 25 years, yeah. you know, and seen things shift a bit. Those are the people who are sort of moving out of area, I would say, more than um, the influx coming in. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's fair. Mike, same question for you. There are a lot of uh, concerns down here about crime, um, property crimes particularly. You know, the Sheriff's Department has, you know, made no bones about the fact that they just can't get a lot of it done through no fault of their own, but just manpower and everything else. Is, is, is anybody expressing concern about coming to... How do you feel about that in terms of the value that Pierce County provides? Is it hanging in there? Um, do you see a decline there? What's your take on that? Yeah. It's hanging in there, and a lot of it has to do with the jobs that come from the Seattle area, is that people being able to work from home are coming to areas in Pierce County. So that's been a big change. More affordable, and okay. they have the money, and that's what's held up the prices, is there's, a, there's still that demand there, and a lot of them aren't worrying about the interest rates because they're able to sell their home up in King County for significantly more, come down and pay cash, or pay mostly cash, and have to finance very little. So they're home. not thinking about having to bang up 167 every day because now they can do remote work. Exactly. Interesting. Yep. So that may be the thing at the end of the day that does keep that boom and bust feel out of Pierce County a little bit. Maybe that's a big, maybe that's kind of a secular change we're seeing. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. We've seen a lot of the, the Microsoft people come down to, to our area and other high tech jobs. Last minute 45 here, just want to hit each one of you quickly. I'll start with you, uh, Mike, and move up to Mark. What should, what should buyers or sellers be thinking right now? I think if they find the, the, the home that they like uh, and can't afford it, 
now is the time because you don't have the competition that you had before. I, I remember when there were 60 showings in a weekend and you'd have 30 to 40 offers on a place. We're not experiencing that now. We are seeing multiple offers, but we're not seeing those amount of multiple offers driving prices up 60, 80, $100,000 yeah. over asking price. Sharon? I was gonna say, yeah, it's the same thing. You can't time the market perfectly. It has to be the right time for you personally. And I think if you find the right house, you gotta make a move on it because without making more land, and we're, yeah. I think for us to catch up with the building problem that we have, and we, we're, we're down so many units that I don't think people rec recognize really or realize how short we are on housing. It's a real crisis. Mark, last word to you. What should people be doing to prepare themselves to get financed if they want to do something? Always be prepared with your documentation. It, it surprises me every single time about just somebody having to chase down W-2s, pay stubs, bank statements, and understand there's, there's a number of items. We forewarn them. But getting that information together now and then getting it turned in because we don't know what we don't know about each individual's profile. And so there could be something that's out there within that person's background or, or, or situation or employment situation that we have to work through. So we need just a little bit of time to make sure we get that completed. Yeah. And once we have that opportunity, then the transaction tends to go very smooth. Because we went from no documentation to lots of documentation now, right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. Great. Good conversation, everybody. Thanks so much for coming to Northwest Now. I always kid with realtors that no matter what the market conditions are, they will always reliably say, now is a good time to buy. The bottom line, markets ebb and flow, but the real difference maker is time. If you buy a home as a shelter and a place to stay for a decade or more, you can worry less about the fluctuations of the market because time is on your side. As for interest rates, yes, that's another problem. But remember too that in a few years, the people buying today will be out refinancing when rates go back down.